Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox and tonight we are doing step number five, which is accountable. Tonight is introduction night, so anything goes. And I would love to introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Fair. How are you doing tonight, Terry? <laughs> I'm doing well. And how are you doing, Miss Kelly? I'm doing all right. Had a pretty good, good day. Good. Okay, glad to hear it. Yeah. I'll take them when I get them. Um, so we're super excited to start step number five. And also super excited to welcome back Betsy Vargas to the show. How are you Hello. doing tonight, Betsy? Hi, so happy to be on your show. We're excited to have you back. <laughs> so why don't you remind our listeners what it, what it is, what type of coach you are? Well, I am a life coach, and I help people specifically women over 35, mostly in the entertainment industry, uh, get past the blocks that hold them back uh, so they can go from surviving to thriving. Awesome. And what are the other organizations that you're involved with? Uh, Just in my life or that I have my training through? Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, in my life. Okay. I'm also very active Mm -hmm. in dog rescue. And I um, work with Meals on Wheels. That is so awesome. I love that about you. Oh, thank you. I just placed, I just brought in a dog and her three puppies today from Arkansas to Los Angeles. And one's going to a home, went to a home today. One's going tomorrow and one this weekend. And then we still might have one left, little lab puppies. Lots of puppies. Well, I think it's awesome that you have something that you're passionate about in your life. You love dogs, and you want to um, do more than just say, oh, dogs should be treated better or have a better life, but you go out and you do something about it. And also your passion with helping the elderly get food um, yes. and good food on a regular basis. So I think it's awesome the the other things that you do yeah. in your life and how you fuel your passion for things. Thank you. And also, I think that that's been a fuel for moving me past some of the things that I feel blocked about is that knowing that the more success I have, the more I can do the things and help the people that I want to help. So yeah. That's a little, that. little, little back pocket trick. Yeah. <laughs> I like those. Um, yeah. So as uh, tonight is our first night of step number five, which is accountable. And I think accountable can be kind of, um, I don't know how to say it, but like a word that you uh, dislike until you really understand what being accountable means to you. So I'm going to start off with Terry. Why don't you start us off with saying, what does accountable mean to you and how do you use it in your life? Well, I like to think about accountability in terms of 
my intentions. So every day I write an intention and then my focus for that day is to incorporate my values and align those with my actions around my intention. And when I can do that, it brings me, really it brings me peace and it brings me joy and it brings me to the point at the end of the day where I can really be able to write down my gratitudes and my acknowledgements for my accountability. All of that encompassed within the cushion of compassion, compassion for myself and compassion for, for my, for others and for the situations that I find myself in every day, because life is not neat and clean and it doesn't follow a specific sequence, no matter how well we think we've planned. So when I started writing a daily intention, which I started probably, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago, I added that to my daily routine of, of a, a daily intention that was encompassed within my overall intention. And that helps me to be able to focus on that intention specifically throughout the day. And Carrie, that, I would love to I, know what some, like what's an example of one of your intentions. Just so I, it's, for, uh, just you for, say it's a yeah, sure, for, yeah. So for today, I I worked all day with a group of teachers, uh, coaching them uh, to divi- design lesson plans. So I knew that I was going to have a day that was pretty tight time-wise. And so my intention was to connect. So today I was willing to connect with these teachers authentically, sharing my experience and having fun. So that was my intention for today. And now at the end of the day, yeah, so at the end of the day, when I can write my gratitudes for the individuals that I connected with, which were old friends and new friends, as well as, when I got home, I connected with others. And by keeping that lightheartedness of having fun helps me to not become, uh, you know, like really serious because my nature is to be kind of really serious. And so by having the intention to be lighthearted, that being willing to practice lightheartedness and fun helps to alleviate the heaviness that I feel some days at the end of the day. So that part of the intention helps me to, um, you know, to have more compassion and not just compassion, but to actually have a feeling of lightheartedness. And that is a visceral feeling that I have. And that brings me to a place of satisfaction and, and contentment at the end of the day as well. I love it. Good. So that's. Uh, that's um, kind of what accountability is to me. <laughs> in a nutshell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, never mm-hmm. do I speak in a nutshell, right? <laughs> yep. All right, Betsy, what about you? What is account- being accountable to you? Well, I think that so many of us, including myself, I, I think don't, didn't, I mean, not my, you know, without intention of it, for lack of a better word, always we're just going through their life on on autopilot. And for me, mm-hmm. being accountable means being mindful of what's my motivation, what's pushing me, and and making a conscious choice that I'm responsible for my actions. Mm-hmm. And 
And so mm-hmm. being accountable with myself means that I check back in with myself and I'm the one. I'm not doing this for anybody else. These are my choices. And I and so I stand by what I do and I choose what I do very mindfully. And yeah. everything goes towards whatever I'm doing is towards my bigger goals. Awesome. I love that. For it's kind me, of like Terry's in a way, <laughs> actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find that. What about we, you, Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> I find that when we do sit down and actually write out the definitions to a word, there are going to be similarities within all of our definitions, but they are going to be specific to ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. Because we all have different experiences and filters and situations that play into those definitions. Um, so, yeah, I think that's interesting. For me, I think of, of accountable as being accountable to yourself and um, saying yes to yourself. One of the things that I find is difficult for me is that um, I put other people's needs, other people's wants before my own. So it's much easier for me to say no to myself than it is for me to say no to someone else. And being accountable to myself, to my, to the commitments I've made to myself, to the goals that I have, the dreams that I have, the, um, the desires that I have, saying yes to that is being accountable to me. And so I kind of see being accountable as my permission to think of myself and um, to to consider myself in my decisions. Um, because with everything in Fearless Living, it always starts with us. And I don't struggle necessarily with being accountable to other people. So as I've been growing and practicing fearless living, it's definitely been a process of me being accountable to myself. Well, I think just being a coach and being, you know, starting our own businesses versus working for somebody else. And when I work with clients who are starting on their own projects, it is, it it is really a challenge for people to be accountable to themselves because they're so used to living by other people's, up, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. It's, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, to live by by your own judgment versus wanting to get approval from somebody else. You know, for a lot of people, that's a very uncomfortable place to be because you have to set your own schedule. You have to be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you are the final decision as to whether or not you're going to choose to go play hooky or you're going to go do your billing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that self-discipline is is challenging. Yeah. Yeah, it's much easier when someone says, okay, show up at 12 and your shift's over at 6, right? You know exactly when you're going to work. But when it's yeah. up to you when you're working, it's a little bit more difficult. And it's right? challenging. You know, like, well, yeah, for sure. I can not work all you're, you're, day. Or... And also uh-huh. there are so many different um, – iterations of how you can work you're kind of like oh okay well there's something I want to do between two and three so then I'll start 
at 1130 and work until 630, uh, you know, and sometimes that's great. And sometimes that's just a kind of a slippery slope into not meeting your goal. Yeah. Absolutely. That's been a huge shift for me, especially around my coaching, is that I am accountable to myself and to nobody else. And, um, for instance, when I wrote a book, it was hugely – it was great that I had to turn a draft into somebody else. I don't think mm-hmm. that I would have done my, you know, my first draft of a book if it was just for me. Mm. Right. And I think there are ways that you can recreate that for yourself, you know, accountability partners, um, you know, schedules or timers for yourself. There, there, there are tools and, and tricks to, to work around it, but you have to implement them. Yeah. That, that and I think that's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a big one for, um, uh, you know, um, people who want to do something or, you know, to, to to motivate them to meet their self-imposed things that they need to do uh, to give themselves like a gift really when they, you know, I have one client who like really, really wanted a pair of very expensive boots. And we strategized that once she did these things that she really, this was for herself. That was her motivation was once she yeah. accomplished what she needed to accomplish, she could buy the boots. Yeah, I like that. I think, you know, and it. I think sometimes we deny ourselves even really simple things. Um, and, you know, like getting your nails done or going to a movie or having, uh, taking a bath, you know, like in, in all of our lives, there's something that we want to do, but we're denying ourselves it. And I mm-hmm. think when we can kind of work towards it, some some goal that we set before ourselves, well, when I accomplish this, then um, then I'll do this. It's almost like we're feeling like we're earning it. And sometimes that's, yeah. that's what we need to do, you know, to um, to motiv- motivate ourselves to, to get moving. Yeah, in addition to fearless living, I also was trained um, uh, as a math business coach. And math is part of um, – it was started by um, – under the Keller Williams family. And uh, Gary Keller wrote a book called The One Thing, and it was hugely influential for me, and I think it really changed my life in so many ways, is that um, figuring out what your one thing is and having every – decision you make kind of cascade down from what that one thing is and because it keeps you closer to your to your goal and it and it dictates what you do and what you don't do as whether or not you're getting closer or further away from your goal and it's an amazing book and I recommend that everybody read it many times (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. yeah and figuring out you know just like um, Terry's intention and keeping to that if you if your intention uh is like a goal you know my goal is to have a thriving coaching business and what makes it into my day is if it's going to support that it's in if it's not going to support that it it deserves a second look as to you know where that 
gets cool. into my priorities. What was the name of the book? Yeah. It's called The One Thing. The One Thing. And it's a fantastic book. Yeah, thank you. And actually, you know, what I realized really, you know, my my work one thing is my coaching practice, but my one thing, one thing is, you know, being part of my family. And so mm-hmm. that helps define the choices I make as well, you know. If, you know, what takes precedence over what. Yeah, I totally get that. That's part of my my goal this year is to be more mindful about where I'm spending my time. And am I spending my time with the people that I say are the most important or am I giving my time to things or people who aren't those most important things, you know? And so I spent a lot of time away from my family last year. And so my intention this year is to really, um, really think about the opportunities I have that are outside of my home or even, you know, outside of my town, right? And mm-hmm. and really think about them and say, are you know, is this opportunity, you know, in alignment with everything else or is it just, oh, I want to go have fun or... <laughs> but that's also, like I that. mean, that's... Right? But fun I is a priority, that. but... 100%. <laughs> I think yeah, that has to have some like, place in it. You know, keeping, but I know what you're saying. Keeping myself in check. <laughs> yeah. Can all be about fun. Mm-hmm. But I think but yeah, you know, so I, calling it out mm-hmm. and 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 it, you know, having a list of what is your big goal? What is your goal from? And I, I, I really was not into this whole thing. I didn't want to plan. I just wanted, I like things like I like to have bigger goals, but I don't like to, I always felt, I think fear around setting some goal and then not making it. Um, Mm -hmm. But just like in fearless living, it's about breaking it down to the three foot toss of things, not expectations, but intentions, having big goals and then breaking them down into um, kind of buckets of smaller you know, of, of different actions and then breaking those down into further smaller things and then being able to check those off and realize if you're engaging in something and it's not moving you towards what your intention or your goal is, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it's not really your goal. <laughs> right. And, or yeah, yeah, maybe your goal needs to shift and maybe your goal, yeah. you're, you're yeah. making them for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that when we're going after something and it's not bringing us, you know, what we thought it would, like we're not happy or we're not feeling fulfilled or we're not satisfied, we're probably pursuing somebody else's dream and not our own. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think that's one of the hardest things for people to unpack because mm-hmm. it's something that we do mindlessly. Well, I know mm-hmm. you think that it's because we're trapped in expectations as well. Because oh, sometimes yeah. we don't want to stop because if we stop, it means that we failed. But no, it just means you need to redirect. You need to align it with your what your values are and, and take that hard look and be willing to say, maybe this isn't what I want to do and maybe it's not getting me where I want to go. And then going through that process of 
drilling down to that one thing again, you know, like, like I think that's what, what it is. And, yeah. and just having that focus, you know, I, I find myself putting little notes in my closet or just pictures even that will pull me back because I, I'm easily distracted and I'm diagnosed as ADD. And so it's easy for me to get distracted. And I, that way it keeps me focused because that's the one thing that I really want to, want to be able to uh, use as my filter and to align with in my thoughts, actions, and words, you know. So I think sometimes we get distracted by what we think we should do instead of what we can and want to do. And also if you're in process of making something that you really want happen, the, the process I think becomes less, arduous because mm-hmm. you, you can get mm-hmm. past the icky parts because you're motivated and you're getting closer to what you really want. And if it's some, for somebody else, then you might not, the, 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 the motivation might wear thin much faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge thing when it comes to issues around eating. Uh, for me, about a year ago, I um, did a food sensitivity test, and I found out that I had a very high level of candida. And candida, I really didn't know. And everyone's like, oh, everybody has candida. But mine was ridiculous in my bloodstream, which is like an overgrowth of, of um, bacteria in your gut. And the things that mm-hmm. feed it are um, sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sugar and carbs and dairy and everything that, you know, I ate in moderation. So I, I, I didn't have a huge weight problem, but I have struggled over my life with eating and with um, wanting to be thin and being on diets because I thought I needed to be thin. And I would go on diets and the motivation wasn't there and I didn't have the wherewithal to stick to it because it wasn't for me. It was for somebody else. And so mm-hmm. once I found out this candida thing and I realized the um, side effects of candida are very similar to fibromyalgia and I have fibromyalgia and I was like, you know, oh, my God, if I have a chance in black and white to see that this is going to make me feel better, better and it's not just about how I look it was an entirely different motivation and Mm -hmm. I was able to cut out so much. I mean, I, and it's been almost a year um, and it was brutal (laughs) in the beginning. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I got past it and I think the motivation was to be able to feel good. Mm -hmm. We're we're chuckling because Kelly went through the exact same thing. (laughs) And it, so we're kind of chuckling diet. because it was it was brutal for her too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I only did it for four months. I, <laughs> I did it for yeah, four I mean, months, I, and I was just like, yeah. I was still so mad that I couldn't have certain food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I changed. I, I I mean, I've, I I'm not on a strict candida plan, but I still, um, I did. You know, like I don't have, I mean, I had uh, like a piece of bread today and it was like a, an abnormality in a big way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I've just changed no dairy, I think is a huge one. 
and things that I really literally thought I could never do, but I did because the motivation changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wasn't rebelling yeah. against some childhood, um, you know, thing of what I was supposed to eat or not supposed to eat. I was no yeah, longer, so the, I was being accountable to myself. Right. So the accountability was, uh, became, there was a sense of ease, like you said before, in the accountability because of, because you were doing it for, for yourself, not for somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. And not even for like some societal somebody else. You know, no, it wasn't no. just to fit um, in. It was, it was felt better. Yeah. 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 I didn't cheat on my diet, not even once for that, for that four months. I was very yeah. strict. I didn't, I didn't sway from it at all. But as soon as I, as soon as I was off it, I was right back to eating the way I was. <laughs> but yeah, I've it's funny that you slowly... said the word diet because I, I don't use, uh-uh. I, I won't use that yeah. word. Uh, yeah. It's, it's for me, it's just, it's a change in, um, it's a change in, it's a change in behavior. It's a change in habit. And yeah, and I think that that's actually well, something that when I was yeah when I was younger, I was like I'm gonna diet I'm gonna diet and I would like white knuckle it for a little while and then I would boomerang back so badly the other way, it never worked for me and I found um, an amazing woman her name is Janine Roth if anyone has any issues around eating, she is the go-to person and um, she had a book called Breaking Free from Compulsive Overeating, and her book was all about being accountable only to your hunger and only eating. Mm. If you want to eat chocolate chip cookies, just eat mm-hmm. chocolate chip cookies as long as that's what you're, you know, if you're hungry, but then when you're not hungry and where you stop. Mm-hmm. And it, and again, it's not about it's seven o'clock. You eat this at 12 o'clock. You eat that or some diet. It was about trusting and being accountable to yourself. Awesome. Yeah. So, Yeah. So I've always been about accountability on, you know, trying to, you know, uh, connect to hunger, physical hunger, as opposed to mental hunger, <laughs> which is a big thing, yeah. big difference. Emotional hunger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are almost out of time, ladies. So um, oh. I would like you to share. I know it goes so fast. So um, I would love for you to share. What is that one thing that you would want our listeners to get out from tonight? Becky. I think that, you know, thinking about what your personal one thing is, what's your big goal, and connecting your choices back to that, connecting Mm -hmm. what you choose every day and, and what gets priority has to move you closer to what you want and your goals are your own. And mm-hmm. if, yeah. if, if, if you um, aren't sure if they're own, if they're your own or not, start thinking about who's benefiting and, and, and why. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that it's, 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 it's hard to hard for me to put it into words because I just I think it's so important that we are connected to what our 
what's important to us. And I know my my word for this year, and actually it's my, been my word for the last couple of years, is alignment. You know, just being being clear on what is important to me and how my thoughts uh, and my words and my actions actually align with what I value. And so I've spent time clearly writing my values. I have a poster of them in, in my on my closet door, and I I think about that, and I take that into my intention daily. It's all kind of right there where I write my intentions. And it helps me to to stay focused and to be accountable to that which I want to think, that I want to say, and want the way I want to act. And then I can gauge it against that. And it's just all about it's all about me. And when I'm in alignment, I naturally, with ease, reach out to others and connect with others and feel like I'm living my purpose and my and my values. And it's that ease and grace that makes me feel like I'm there. You know, I'm in that sweet spot. I'm being accountable. And that so that's what I will leave you with. <laughs> Thank you. And what I will say is to it's it's okay and it's good to say yes to you. We thank you so much for being here, Bessie. We love having you back. Thank we'll you. Back again. I would love to. Uh, you gave love us to. such goodness and richness. And to all the listeners, please keep coming back each week here on Monday night. And until next time, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Good night.